that meeting like really bothered me. I was like, damn, like they don't like value me. They, they don't realize that me doing this is like free advertising for them. And that was the catalyst for me starting my own brand. The Perspective Podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, overcoming the inner critic, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 224 of the Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to put you in a position to take your creative pursuits full-time one day. You can follow along with my latest art, design, and tips on mindset, motivation, and marketing over on Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell. And you can follow all things podcast over at Perspective Podcast. So quick announcement before we dive in. The Fall Side Hustlers Coaching Program is right around the corner, taking place September 13th through December 5th. This is a customized 12-week program. This time around, I'm taking it from 12 students back to 10 students. And together, we are tapping into the next level of clarity, confidence, community, and accountability within your creative side hustle. Being on the A-list waitlist over at sidehustlerscoaching.com, link in the show notes, gets first dibs at applying early at a reduced rate during the private early bird enrollment week taking place August 23rd through the 29th. I'll open whatever spots that may remain the following week, August 30th through September 5th during the worldwide open enrollment. So write those dates down. I'm dropping this again from 12 to 10 students. So that means spots are extra exclusive. So get on that waitlist ASAP. And as of recording, I already have almost half the spots locked in early from people from past programs who applied, but it wasn't a good fit then. So, but now it's a good fit and I would like it to be a good fit for you too. And I can 100 and 20% guarantee this program is going to help you get out of your own way so you can put yourself in a position to experience your next big breakthrough. Again, join the waitlist, learn more about the program, and hear about previous student success stories over at SideHustlersCoaching.com. So today's overview. There's this myth or stereotype or limiting beliefs that I hear often and it drives me insane that no one is going to take you seriously if you work a day job. So many creatives feel they can only gain clout in this industry if they claim they're successfully self-employed. And I'm here to dispel the bullshit and show you side hustle examples of people who crush it in the industry while proudly slaying a 9 to 5 as well. And that's what to expect with today's guest, Sam Bledsoe, who throws down under the alias of Sam Bergini. This dude is quickly rose up the charts in people that I'm just like hella inspired by. I love his work and just love how he approaches uh, his pursuits in this creative industry like I'm just a big fan of what he's doing and I first caught wind of his work I was I was hella impressed but then I found out all the moves he's making happen outside a day job and that's when I knew like I had to get his ass on the show so Sam clocks in his day job over at Universal Music Group and he's a lucky dude who loves his job you know he's knocking out dope tea designs for some of the biggest artists in the music world like Migos, Pop Smoke, Katy Perry, Billie Eilish and so many more but on the side you can catch his personal work being slung all over the U.S. in places like Tilly's, Zoomies, and Pac Sun. He's also co-founder of Kern Club, where they're consistently kicking out custom fresh fonts to spice up your design work. Link in the show notes as well. But in today's episode, Sam and I talk shop on tips for making shareable and relatable work, making bold moves without seeking permission, talk about routines, time management, and collecting ideas to take action on. One part that I really, really like is when we talk about putting your dream first above all else, having fun, fearlessly experimenting, and so much more, even like Hot Pockets and UFOs, we get into that too. 
My goal with this episode is to prove that you can make big waves with your personal work outside a day job and life responsibilities, all right? I, I want to dispel the bullshit. So before we get started, could you do me a favor? This show grows because of dope souls like you sharing the good word with your family, your friends, or your following. And it would mean the world to me if you took a screenshot or a video of you working to this in the background and make sure to tag both Perspective Podcast and Sam Burgini on your Instagram stories. That way we can connect and I can reshare the love back. As always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Let's go. PC family, I am geeked to bring on Sam Bledsoe, aka Sam Bergini, on the show today. Welcome, my dude. It's finally nice to get a chance to connect with you. I've, I've been a fan of your work for a while, but I haven't had a chance to actually have a conversation with you. So, how you doing today? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm a big fan of yours too. I love all the little nuggets that you post on Instagram and everything, and uh, I love listening to it. And Keeps me motivated, you know? Damn, that means a lot. I didn't even know that. So uh, day made over here too. So one thing right from the jump, what I dig about your shit, like my work may be too serious at times and I'm working on being a goon more in what I do because I'm, I'm a goofy person at the end of the day. I'm not a very serious person, but my work can be serious. But I feel like your work is like serious, but at the same time, you don't take yourself too seriously. I'm like, damn, that was like the first thing I noticed about your shit. And I think that's what a lot of people notice stack on the dope work on top of it. But for those who may not know about you, and I want to give just a plug real quick to Dustin Noden of Lincoln Design, who put me on your radar a while back. But if you could give us a brief Wikipedia page summary about yourself. Yeah. So I am a graphic designer, illustrator, typographer. Um, I love to do like all sorts of designs. Like I've, I started out doing like the Photoshop editing type of stuff, but then found myself loving typography and just drawing more. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. I have a clothing brand. It's called Samborghini. I sell it at Zoomies, uh, Paxson, Tilly's, Urban Outfitters. Um, I have a typography web, uh, font website. It's called Kern Club, and we sell fonts. And I work full-time at Universal Music Group, and I design the merch for a lot of their artists. So I think that's like the big thing I want to jump in before because I didn't know until recently that you had a day job. We spoke about it briefly uh, before we started recording. But like I was telling you, a lot of people don't feel like someone's going to take themselves seriously. No one's going to take me seriously if I'm rocking a day job. And that's why I started talking about how I had a day job in the beginning and trying to build all this on the side. Can you kind of like speak toward actually why you love having a day job and maybe the benefits that it's provided you to free you up to do all your other things under the Samborghini brand, which I also want to get to in a second too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before I started working there, I was freelancing full-time for about a year and a half. And that was really good because I was doing all the work I, I wanted to be doing and getting the clients I wanted to be getting. And my main client was Universal Music Group. So I was just designing stuff for Billie Eilish, Migos, and uh, it's like all of their artists, Rolling Stones. And and I loved it, but like invoicing just got to be kind of a pain in the ass. And I was just doing so much work and they just offered me a full-time job. And I was like, well, this allows me to skip the invoicing part. And then I can still at the same time do my Samborghini brand at the end of the day, do make my fonts and still keep it all pushing. And uh, yeah, I really, I've really been enjoying it. And now I don't have to do the nitty gritty stuff, uh, which is like 
what I really do not enjoy doing, which I'm pretty sure most designers are kind of like me where they're not very organized. They're very just creative and like scatterbrained and that's, that's me. So the full-time job just makes it easy for someone like me. See, I think like people need to hear that more. I don't think most people are cut out for the full-time grind because of that, like disorganized. They don't like putting on the business cap. They don't like the accounting, all the grunt work shit behind the scenes. So yeah, that's just like the beauty of the day job. And you still get to do like the same type of work that you're doing before, just less pressure and all the other aspects. So you can just do what you were meant to do from there, man. I got to know, how did you just like get into this style of design where you're landing clients like pop smoke, RIP, Katy Perry, everyone else beforehand that led you to universal music group? Like how did you stumble into this or how did you attract this? I guess. Um, the way it happened was I started doing designs for Macklemore and that's just because I grew up with him. He's from Seattle. I'm from Seattle. I saw that dude commenting on your shit too. I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like one of my like really good friends. Like I've known him since I was like 12 years old. Um, I'm really good friends with his little brother. Um, so I started doing stuff for him and then someone from universal music group took notice and just, uh, DM'd me one day and was like, Hey, do you want to do a project for Migos? And I was like, hell yeah. And so I hopped on the call with this dude and he gave me the rundown on this project for Migos. And I was like, is this real? Like, I don't, I don't know how like legit you are. And he was just like, dude, this is like, I work for Migos. Like, this is like, really, like, we really want you to do this. And because this is also, I wasn't a big designer at that point. How long ago was this? I think it's like 2017 maybe 2018. So like not that, that long ago, but um, yeah. And my style was way different. So yeah, it all started with Amigos project and that project ended up doing really well. And then they just kept hitting me up for all their other artists. So you were just like doing your own shit on the side. And then a couple of things here from Macklemore since you knew him. Yeah. So it's a blend of you busting your ass and then honestly knowing someone I, I, I'm a big believer in like, it's not what you know, it's who you know, but then it's about the work you can do afterwards to like continue it. So yeah, relationships are everything. And at that time I was actually working at Tommy Bahama <laughs> drawing uh, palm trees and doing like their Hawaiian shirts, you know? So I'm like working there during the day and then I'd get off work and I'd walk up to Macklemore's mansion. That's like pretty close to the Tommy Bahama office. And I would like grind, grind there for like four hours. And yeah, it was, it was like quite the interesting life at that point. Back in like 2017, when Macmore was like really blowing up, taking over with, with a thrift, uh, thrift shop at the time. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit after thrift shop. So he had already like been big, but yeah. God, I can't remember my dates, man. I'm old now, dude. Uh, wait, you're the same age as me. You're old as hell too. Yeah, I'm 34. 34. Okay, I'm 33 at the end of this month. So I just turned 33 when this one dropped. So then when did the Samborghini brand become born? Because I know a lot of people say personal brands are gross. I'm like, dude, I feel like if you want to get anywhere these days, like corporations and everything, we lose trust in them. They're getting bailouts and us little small business owners are getting fucked. So to me, a personal brand is like way more powerful these days. If you're not like a Lincoln design or something as a, a group or a team, you're a personal brand. And I think that's a powerful thing. Uh, how did this like start? 
where did Samborghini come from? This is right about the same time I was working at Tommy Bahama and I was doing designs for them. And there was a moment where I was like on Instagram and I, during the day and I'd, I would do process shots of me drawing palm trees. And one day they had a meeting with us telling us we can't like post to that to like type of stuff to social media. And then after that, that meeting like really bothered me. I was like, damn, like they don't like value me. They, they don't realize that me doing this is like free advertising for them. And that was the catalyst for me starting my own brand. Cause I was like, I don't really like how they try to like strong arm you and like hold you, you know, and try to like build you from growing. And so I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Cause I agree. Like having your own brand is kind of weird and like narcissistic behavior. Um, and, and I was like, I'm just going to start it. So I did it. And I just started drawing like little funny cartoons kind of, um, that were pretty popular, like during that time, just like, like trendy based, like wonky looking, like tattoo style, uh, stuff. And then I would draw like Drake lyrics or something and print them on shirts. And, uh, they did like really well right off the bat. And then that just like locally or just on your shop, did you have like an online following at the time? I made a printful. And then just started doing it through there. So it was just like print on demand, like web store. I did that, but then I would screen print my own, um, like locally. And then I would sell them at like uh, flea markets and like little pop-up shops around Seattle. So like that is what started building my Instagram following um, because the stuff I was doing was like very shareable, um, like much more, like no one's going to share your Tommy Bahama t-shirt design, you know? Or like no one's gonna share your Macklemore, like even Amigos design. Like you think that that would get you a big following, but it's really, for me, it was just when I started doing like clever, funny, relatable, quick, entertaining, digestible content. Um, that's what worked for me. So I talk about like three buckets of value. How do you get people to give a shit about your work? and entertainment education or inspiration so like your yours is definitely the entertainment bucket so like what was like the biggest tips that made your work relatable quirkiness and cleverness with a dope design it was it was culturally relevant like i was doing things that of the time like i was just listening to music and kept like little clever lyrics that were just like ridiculous, like the, and the artist would put them in there on purpose because they knew that that's what the audience would cling on to. Like I did a Drake one that was like, I only love my bed and my mama. And then I ended up like switching it and saying, and like doing one that said, I only love my dog and my mama. And like that one went crazy. Um, just, yeah, little things like that. And I did it like purposely knowing like that I wasn't always gonna do like rap lyrics because I don't own that IP or whatever. I just wanted to do it to like start off to get people to hook them in. Cause you can't just put Samborghini on a shirt and have people be like, Oh, I fuck with that. Cause it's like, no, like they've never heard of that. They don't know what that is. You got to like ease them into the brand with something else. So making relevant work to you, like that's big tip that makes something that's culturally relevant or I don't want to say dare trendy because I wouldn't say you're a trend chaser. I see like you maybe doing a trend, but totally leaving your own thumbprint on that style, like that futuristic vibe. 
at that time it was trendy for sure. But you do it your own way. Some people just like literally are copycats. Yeah, I was influenced by like some like personal friends of mine. Um, like one of them is this designer. His name's Brendan. He's at Brendan. So like he just does these like really like quirky like finger drawings that but they do look kind of tattooy. So like I was kind of taking his style and like meshing it with like like a Smith Street tattoo style kind of and then like doing good typography um like using like dope fonts at, at the time like I was using like Fritz Quadrata or whatever mm -hmm. that font is a bunch cuz that's what was like popular at that time. It's funny how streetwear like goes through fonts. Like that era it was Fritz Quadrata. Like this year it's like uh Ekman Psych. The year before that it was like everyone just loves to use the same fonts at once. So where did the font game come from for you? Just seeing all these fonts, you're like, dude, I want to just make my own fonts. Like where did Kern Club come from? Shout out to Kern Club. Thank you. Um that came from my wife, like, cause anytime we go on vacation or I'm on a plane or anything. When I'm drawing, I'm just drawing letters, like kind of like you like to draw. I'm just, cause like I've been writing, like I started off with art, writing graffiti in high school. That's how I got into art and like graffiti is letters. So like, that's all I would do like in my class, um, in high school and in college, I'm never paying attention. All I'm doing is writing letters. That's all I'm ever doing. Same. Filling up like the quiz sheet to study and I'm just using the margins, just decking it out with lettering before I knew lettering was lettering. Exactly. Exactly. Like we had, you know, we had 10 years experience before like typography was even a thing, um, just from doodling in our notebooks. And she was like, dude, these are really good. Like you could turn these into fonts and sell them. And, and I was just like, oh, that's just like one more thing to do. Like what? And, but I was like, you know, it would be kind of fun. And I saw like a few people coming out with fonts. One of them was uh, Jesse California. He's another like really good artist. And then Dustin came out with one and I had followed Dustin and we like DM back and forth a little bit, just like internet buddies. We never met in real life or anything. And then uh, one day I DM'd him and I was like, dude, I want to make a font. And he was like, yeah, I'll help you. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I think even before we made the first font, I can't remember, but I literally just like had this like light bulb in my head. I was like, dude, we should just do a font foundry. Like, even if I haven't even done one, like I know this could be really fun. And so I, I was like, can I get your number? And he was like, yeah, I called him. And uh, I'm not like this type of person where I'm like pushy, but like for some reason I, I was that day. The muse was hitting you, your intuition. Yeah, I was just like, dude, we should start a font foundry. And for those watching like the YouTube video, I'm on Kern Club right now. Like, dude, you guys have really taken off. Yeah, it's definitely popping. Um, and he was like, I'm down. He was like down from like the jump, even though we didn't even know each other. And he had a name and it was Portland Type Co. And I liked it, but I was like, dude, I think it would just be like funnier if we called it Kern Club. And he was like all about that. And so we released one font together. It was called Rattle Hand. And it was like, it was like still one of my favorite fonts um, that we've done. But yeah, he's just like super creative and like really easy to work with and uh, just like the best like business partner slash friend that I could ask for. And it's just been like a super fun journey. And yeah, and then we we just started asking other people to if they want to, you know, contribute a font 
So we do a lot of collabs with other artists, which is I saw like Wookie. I saw that oh that coffee dude, like this dude. Oh, what's his name? That dude's a badass. Um, Death, Death by, by coffee. coffee. Yeah, damn, his work is sick. We have one from Sketchy Tank, which is pretty sick. We have one from Tall Boy. Oh, Cheating Snakes. He's like one of my favorite designers right now. I love that you do the memes too. I'm like, that's. I think your shit works. You just naturally like, okay, I can just play on the cultural relevant thing of thing, like not being too serious about what you do. And I think that's like the secret sauce that you got going on. Love it. Yeah. The memes, the memes are just fun. Like I don't even remember how I started that either. I think I just made one. I, Oh, I made one meme and it was of Kanye West, like taking a photo with his iPhone. And it says like, when you're a graphic designer and you see vintage type inspiration, cause like we all just take photos with our iPhones of any, anytime we see, some cool type and it just it blew up like it was it, it, it did better than any of our other posts which i was like damn it i want them to want like like the fonts but fuck it if this shit but that brings them to the fonts then at least no yeah absolutely and like you know graphic design humor is just hilarious to designers it's, a, it's very niche like that one damn popping off that's hilarious we do we do a lot like making fun of like the font or whatever, but we do love the font. Like it's just funny. Like I, I use hella default fonts. They that's like the OG, you know? That was the go-to for me back in when I had my own t-shirt company. It was the font for everything. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I still use it. They have good fonts. They just have so many bad fonts and people don't know how to pick fonts that that's why it gets the bad or the ones that give you the red air like you sure you want to download this you're probably going to get a virus or some kind of something's issue with this critical issue alert sometimes i would say like i just really fucking want that font so we'll roll with it so how does that play in today how do you balance everything how do you go from your day job to then doing your personal brand of sambergini then doing fonts do you have a system or a routine or do you just show up and be like, man, I want to do this today? I have a routine. I wake up pretty early because it is Let's a lot. Let's hear about the routine. You know, I'm all about it, that life. It's a grind. Uh, I wake up early, you know, I do a hundred pushups and I usually design. <laughs> well, in fact, he did pushups before this show to get hyped too. So <laughs> yeah, it, it gets you, it gets you going, dude. Like it really does. What time do you wake up? Like seven. Okay. Wake up at seven, not not crazy early, but and then I usually design for like an hour for Lamborghini, and it's usually a design I was working on the night before, and I'm just kind of like finishing so it. You put your shit first. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm just like more creative in the morning. Like right when I wake up, I'm just like, I don't like when I'm half asleep. It's weird. I don't think you realize how big of a takeaway that is for people. Like, yeah, if you want to start taking your shit seriously, put your shit first before you go put someone else's dream first. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. And there's, I think I also heard that you are more creative in the morning because your, your brain like makes connections to places like it wouldn't. Um, it like kind of connects the dots when you're like half there. I don't know why this is, but it certainly does for me. Um, and then around like nine 30, I start my universal job and that's just the same thing. It's just me like drawing and doing what I love. Um, for artists that I also love. And then I get off around five and I go to the gym and going to the gym is good. Cause then it gives me more energy. So I go to the gym and I get back and I get back on the computer 
and like this is like kind of like the sad depressing or weird part is i don't watch netflix or tv or anything and i just never really have in my life so i think that's like the one like benefit is that i don't mind i'm not like missing out on anything and then like i design from like 8 to 11 at night and it's it's either i'm drawing a font for kern club or it's Samborghini stuff I feel like I'm talking to Scotty Russell before he had two kids right now because that was literally no Netflix gym, the exact same routine when I had my day job. Like I've tried to do the net Netflix thing and uh, I just get like restless. I'm just like I have to draw if I'm watching something on TV. I can't shut it off. Yeah. Does does wifey give you shit ever for like not being able to turn it off? Yeah, she does. She definitely does. Um but at this point, she's kind of given up on like, <laughs> trying to, you know, have me live like a normal lifestyle because it's definitely not normal. And I'm not saying that like she knew what she was getting into when you got married, right? Like that's what my wife. I'm like, dude, I've always had a full plate. I'd never know not how to turn it off or how to have margin in my life. I don't know how to do it. When we first started dating, I was like working at a car wash and I wasn't very motivated, so she didn't know what she was. Getting. I like evolved into this person slowly. you woke up yeah um but i don't recommend it it's not like it's not like i'm not like you should do this like you should not watch netflix like no i'm not saying that i'm just saying like that's me like whatever works for you is good but the only downfall is like you know you go to a party or i'm talking with coworkers and they're like have you seen this have you seen that and i'm just like i haven't seen anything i'm sorry like we can talk about music i listen to a lot of music no i'm with you man i think if you ever do have kiddos, if that's in the car, like for me, that was like a good healthy obsession in the beginning. I couldn't turn it off, but now it's like, holy shit, I have to learn how to turn things off so I can be more present for things. Cause yeah, I'll be like putting my kiddo to sleep, reading books. And all of a sudden I'll be like planning what I'm going to work on in the morning. I'm like, holy shit, I got to snap out of it. Like, what am I doing right now? You know? So that's uh, there's like a, a, a blessing and a curse with that style. Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, when I have kids because I do want to have kids. I'll have to learn how to put away the iPad. It, it, it's it's hard as hell, but it's worth it at the end of the day. But then imagine them helping you out with Kern Club stuff. For now, they become the inspiration for your artwork. So that would be good. Oh, I want to also mention that I do also have one other secret weapon for how I get all of this stuff done. Yeah, all the tips like time management, routine, systems, everything here. Please drop it all. Uh, Mary, a graphic designer. My wife is a designer. And, and so she helps, <laughs> she helps me out with a lot of it. So she helps me out with like Samborghini ads. She does Kern Club ads. Um, so yeah, and she's a really good designer too. She went to like design school and everything. Ultimate Chico, what's her name? Nina, on Instagram it's Cosmic Nina. Cosmic Nina? Uh, Cosmic Nina. We got to make sure she gets some love, dude. I'm all for wifeys being a part of the uh, the hustle, Cosmic Nina, or just significant others, I should say. She does a uh, sound bowl and Reiki healing. Oh, hell yeah. But like all the ads that you see on her page, which are like super dope, she designs herself. All right, here we go. Yeah. Cosmic Nina getting some love here today. I just treated my, my wife to a, her first Reiki session for Mother's Day. So I'm, we're down with this. Okay, that's the ultimate cheat code ultimate cheat code um so talk a little bit about these other brands that come through like you just did some dope ass stuff with nike and Nigel houston and everything yeah. but like that was in the scenes a while ago and now it just finally got released 
Mm-hmm. So how does something like that happen outside of work, you know, and linking up with projects like that? Yeah. So the way that one happened was, and this is kind of a good little tip too, is take on any like random art show that, that someone offers you because someone offered me to have an art show at a pizza shop um, in Seattle called Sizzle Pie. Yeah. And it seemed kind of weird to have an art show at a pizza shop. Right. But I'm just like, whatever, I'll do it. Like, so I did it. And um, there's a Sizzle Pie in Portland, which is where Nike is. One of the Nike execs for nike sb went into this pizza shop and saw my artwork and he bought one of the shirts and like immediately after he dm'd me and was like i love your design work like i work for nike sb do you want to do uh a collection for nike sb and i was just like what this is crazy because this is two years ago also like i wasn't nearly as big as i am now um so it was like like even more random that that all this happened, but I was like, yeah. So yeah, I got discovered from a pizza shop essentially. No, I think that's like, say yes to random ass opportunities. And look, now you're even like doing modeling and shit. (laughs) Well, they, uh, they shot a commercial for it. That was from the commercial. Like where can one, are these available to everyone? Yeah, they're it's at every Zoomies in the U S and if you're not in the U S it's at, like pretty much every local skate shop around the world. So I can get shit online. Mm-hmm. It's also on Nike's Nike's website. So what inspires you to just like keep showing up and being consistent? Like, how do you take breaks? Do you take breaks? When do you disconnect or unplug? Do you feel burnout? I feel burnout for sure. And I do take breaks. Sometimes I'll do like a week where I just don't, really design and I just kind of chill or I'll go on like like a vacation and I'll just not bring anything or I'll go on like a I just went on like a vacation in Cabo with my boys and just like just totally turn everything off because yeah you definitely do get burnt burnt out um but as far as like staying motivated and just like I just always have ideas and I write everything in my iPhone I have a notes list And I just have a list of ideas that I want to draw and I just, I can't stop. Like, and I'm like every single night, I just go back to my list and I'm like, Oh, like, like last night I drew a a crystal skull. Cause I was like, I've never seen someone draw like a skull with like crystals coming out of it. And like where it looks glass. And I was like, I want to try it and like, see if I can do that. And yeah, I'm always just trying new things and, and techniques and stuff. That's how I arrived at, the airbrush art style is on the iPad. I saw that they have an airbrush and I was like, what? Like I can like blend colors and I'm not confined to just a single like black line anymore. Cause that's what design was for me before the iPad came out. It was just like flat illustration style, which I love, but yeah, I just love trying new things out. So are you one, like if I get an idea, I'm going to collect my idea. And then I'm about to go take some action on it because most people are like, I get an idea, I don't collect my idea, and then I'll just maybe get around to it if I can remember it and make some time for it. And then those are the same people are like, damn it, why is Samborghini blowing up? His shit is everywhere. Yeah, you got to execute those ideas that you get. You know when you're at a party and there's someone talking to you and they're like, they're like talking to you after like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this and you're just like, okay, like do it. Like, that's the thing is like, you got to just do it and don't, 
hold anything back and don't be afraid to share what you do. Cause a lot of people, they show me designs, like check this out. And I'm like, cool, why don't you post it? And they're like, well, it's not good enough or it's not perfect. And that's not the way it is. Like you should post pretty much everything that you do to see you, to test it, to get a reaction. Like Instagram is a good testing tool to see what works and what doesn't. And if you never try it out. It's like a focus group, dude. Yeah. It's perfect. Did you ever have that hurdle of like, damn, I don't know if I should post this. This, this is trash to me. I did, but I also, I didn't like, it's weird. I thought I was a better designer than I was. Like I had this thing in my head, like, cause like looking back at my old designs, I'm just kind of like, Ooh, like trash. Not, not as good as I thought I was. Um, but definitely like not posting, like, you know, back in 2017, I would post like once every two weeks, which in like today's terms is like not, just not enough, you know? Um, so yeah, I'd say just post like pretty much everything and, and see what works, you know? So what's kind of your like uh, strategy if you have a strategy now moving forward, especially with like Instagram saying like, Hey, we're no longer a photo sharing platform yet. You're like live in the realms of photo sharing. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good, I'm just going to do like a good mixture of, you know, just posting my designs that I'm just having fun with. Like I did one last night that was fun. Um, that I just want to share just cause I'm like, Oh, this is tight. And I'm like trying new techniques, but, um, I'm also doing like a little bit of the the process videos. They're not like super polished, but like via reels and shit. Because I love seeing your airbrushing style. Like, dude, do more of that. I feel like that's fascinating. Yeah, I'll just do a reel. I just put a camera right here, and I just film myself drawing, and like just the whole process. And I edit it. The whole thing about two hours to do. Um, which isn't like that much time in the grand scheme of things. What are you so editing? Are you doing it all via mobile? Or are you actually like transferring to your phone or uh, your computer and using like Adobe Premiere Pro? No, I do it all here and then I edit it on Reels. Okay, you do it natively in Reels and just upload manually to your... Um... Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So you record it via your normal camera because I've, I've everybody's got a different process for Reels and I'm honestly, I'm bugging just for my own... Uh, my own usage. I think it works the best like this because like reels is kind of just supposed to be quick, digestible, not super polished content. You know, like people we're in this like internet 3.0 stage where people can see through things that are like overly polished and they don't really need that. Like people just like real things in 2021. They like realness. Dude, I saw this law in like uh, New Zealand or I think it was New Zealand that any influencer post or any kind of like advertising, it now has to like have some kind of caption or um, notice that, hey, this has been digitally manipulated for like beauty purposes or stuff like that or filters or it's been photoshopped just because of how it massively fucks with people from the outside in. Like I don't have this flawed view of what beauty truly is. So I think that's a, a good point. People want the real not like hyper polished. It's hard to relate to somebody who tries to perceive themselves as perfect. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm going to try, I, I haven't yet, but like I just did this new drawing last night. I keep talking about, 
I'm gonna try adding like a little bit of motion to it. The skull crystal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just like adding some motion to it, and and then just that way, because Instagram does like reward you for put putting up something that's like a video and not a stagnant image. So yeah, I I did like a little trippy animation for it. Um, we'll see how it works. So what I keep hearing you say, and that I hope people are getting from you consistently having fun there's kind of two things right there always experimenting and just like not being too precious and getting the posting yeah just trying new things out right not taking yourself too seriously i would add to like the having fun bucket yeah people get so i have so many like discovery calls with potential students and they're always like it's just never good enough you know if it's not 120 percent like you're just stuck in your own head. What you think is 120%, a troll out there is going to call you out and say that shit's shit. But then I find like the stuff I don't like the most that I'm not in love with and I still post ends up being the stuff that performs the best. Yeah. So, yeah, you get that too. Like, damn, I spent like 15 hours on this dope-ass drawing, but then I made this one meme in 30 minutes real quick and made it all on my phone somehow through Canva, and then that takes off way more. And people are just too precious about stuff and define their self-worth by some vanity metrics yeah do you ever fall down that slope in the beginning that ever mess with you like that mess with me i was a i'm a recovering people pleaser absolutely like anytime you post and it doesn't perform well like it's, it's never a good feeling but you can't have that just be like dictate what art you make you know because otherwise we'd all be making the same the same stuff that does well on on the insta but yeah nowadays I worry about it less and less. It's also hard for, cause like what I do is t-shirt designs, right? So like what does well on a, on Instagram doesn't mean it's going to make a good t-shirt necessarily. Mm. You want to make something that's wearable. So it all just depends what, you know, what you're designing for, what your canvas is. What do you want to be known for with like the Samborghini brand, like streetwear you know, five years from now, where do you want to see this? The word streetwear to me is a little bit too like of a big umbrella because it's just like, um, yeah, I think I'd like to be known like for like in the fashion world, just for just really good classic t-shirt designs. Like I'm really uh, inspired by like t-shirt designs from the 90s that you remember from like going on vacation, you know, maybe like you were in Mexico with your parents and you remember like a funny shirt. I want to be known for like, for something like that, just like funny shirts that were happening um, in 2020. So that people look back in 20 years, like remember those Lamborghini shirts? And the, and maybe like also, I don't mind getting bootlegged either. Like I wanna be, I wanna be on vacation someday in like Indonesia or Thailand or something and walking down the street and like have a vendor like selling a Lamborghini shirt. That's That's my goal. And it has been since day one. I don't think I've ever heard someone say, I don't mind getting like bootlegged and ripped off. What's the mindset behind that? Well, I mean, like I started off t-shirt designing, like doing a lot of bootleg looking stuff, you know? And so I like bootlegs. I think it's funny. I don't have a big ego. I'm not like, they're not like taking that much money from me. It's, you know, it's not affecting my life. Maybe they can make some money. It's all good, you know? And it's funny. I want to see their rendition of the Lamborghini. That goes back to like not taking shit too seriously. 
pivot to some rapid fire then. If you were on death row, what would your last slice of pizza be? I think it's just gonna be just a classic pepperoni, you know, from I think from Pizza Hut. Nothing too fancy, just something that reminds me of my childhood. See, I, they fucked up. I don't know what they changed, but like Pizza Hut was the go-to because of my childhood too. And now it's like, damn, Domino's overtook them to me. But uh, you've never, have you really ever been in the Midwest or heard of Casey's Pizza? I haven't, no. Mm, gas station pizza, you're missing out. If you ever swing through. Really? Yeah, I will treat you to the best slice from a gas station you've ever had. But pepperoni, I can get down with that. Let's do it. Um, what's like your go-to procreate brushes? And when can people expect like a Samborghini brush set? Good question. Everyone asks me this and I'm glad that you're asking because now more people can hear. It's just like it comes with the iPad and it's called airbrush. It's, it's just called airbrush. Like I could try to pull it up um, if it doesn't take too much time. But I just it's just the airbrush that comes with the iPad. But I did. I made the taper on it you, like you can just adjust it so the ends taper small because when i'm drawing i always like a small little end tapered line and i like the it's like an airbrush brush pen yeah and i like the line like variation to be able to change and get thicker and thinner so like when i'm doing script i'm pressing harder where I want it to be thick and it's just like super fun and flowy dude you could like just take that make a million different variations and make your own brush pack off that just because you still did the work for all of it I will I will because I do have my own brush that I did make too that I used so yeah I need to do that there's just like so many things on that's one of my it's on the list it's on the list damn that would go crazy for some passive income too because yeah so you guys slaying the passive income yeah, yeah, we sell brushes too. So like, I just, but we only sell illustrator brushes. I just need to figure out how to, I don't know. I'll get to it. All right, all right, holding it to you. Um, I feel like, God, maybe because I've seen this in your work before, but do you believe in like aliens, paranormal, supernatural, or just any type of life form existing outside of our solar system or what we know in our reality today? Yes, like aliens definitely exist. It's it's ridiculous to think that they don't exist. Um, I had an encounter with one a couple weekends ago. Dude, yes. We were in Joshua Tree, and we saw these crazy lights going across the sky, and I, it was the wildest thing ever. But then someone just informed us that it's just Elon Musk like satellite dishes, and I was really disappointed. We can edit but, this part out and just <laughs> edit the no, leave the Elon in. But I, I think I'll have a UFO experience pretty soon. I can feel it coming attract it manifest that and then let me know about it too because i'm obsessed with that stuff ever since a little kid oh man i've been drawing aliens since god back in early 90s we know when we were able to draw so like aliens and all that stuff still show up in my work today and i see it in yours every now and then too if you were reincarnated what would your new career path be outside of the design illustration type game you know t-shirt design whatever i'd be a teacher of some sort i would teach like gym class i'd be a gym teacher gym teacher what's like your workout preference bodybuilding heavy weight lifting just go in there pick up the heaviest weight you can see banging out as many times as you can don't even count your reps just get in there and get juicy all right i don't hear too many creatives who lift so i'm all about that life um pizza rolls oh snap damn bicep <laughs> billy over here man <laughs> Pizza rolls, pizza bagels, or Hot Pockets? Which one and why? Hot Pockets, 
because I grew up on them. My freezer at my parents' house was always filled with Hot Pockets. And like my friends would come over just to eat my Hot Pockets because it was just all, my mom just had the Sam's Club membership and would just always just fill it with Hot Pockets. And you know, when you're in high school, like you guys always have the munchies, you know, the Hot Pockets really come through. That was, that was college too. And that was early adulthood. And that's probably still, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's still today. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we should get down on something like that sometime as well. Uh, what was I going to ask? Top three fonts that you dig that are not current club, or let's just say one to three and then top one to three current club fonts. Okay. I'm going to shout out like, like hood spa, like all of their fonts are just so goddamn nice. I told them cause like we're homies, like in the DMS too. Uh, Jen and Amy, they are, they are the Dr. Dre of fonts because they only put out like, very little kind of like dr dre he only puts out like an album every 10 years but when he does it's just the best album ever that's them and kern club is like Lil b we put out like a million songs in one year and like they're all pretty good but some of them are like really really good that's how i compare the two um and then after that uh i really like that uh type foundry itc they've been around since like the 80s um they have one that i've been using a ton it's called itc review and it's just so it's so like terminator looking it's like hella 80s and like they use it on like nail salons and stuff and it but it doesn't look that great but when you use it like on like a cool like gnarly looking like 80s design with like a wolf and a skull or something it, it just ties it all together perfectly my third non-crim club font let me think here i mean uh, okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a couple i gotta i gotta shout out um Ekman Psych. I think it's by, do you know that font? Oh, damn. Some funky. Is that from Oh No Type font? Uh, type? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's the most used font of 2021 by like streetwear designers and like music merch designers. And on a, it is such a, a beautiful font. Like it's so funky, but it's still legible somehow. And when you print it on a shirt and like do like puff print ink with it, it's just like, so satisfying to look at to feel like it's just it's beautiful then the other one is itc uh bengia yeah it's is that ben gay or ben (laughs) i'm yeah i'm probably saying it wrong everyone because it's like everyone's like favorite designer um but it's the uh it's stranger things yeah it's just just stranger things but i like to use the skinny one like it's like a book or whatever because no one uses that and it looks like a completely different font and like it's really good for not like using as like your secondary um like title like not the the header but like subhead yeah like using it like small like somewhere else on the shirt it really just like nails in that like that like 80 i'm really into like 80s aesthetic right now and yeah so like i like to use those ones a lot currently and then kern club um i'd say simple sans because it's it's like the most simple font you could possibly use it's like even more simple than helvetica um and it just works really well like for any occasion it's just and it's just it's just slick and just makes your design look like you have like good taste even if you don't have good taste you can you can fool people um uh the other one is thumper 
it's kind of like it's it's a cross between the font tango and cooper black and the reason i made it is because everyone uses cooper black and tango and i was like all right we need a different one we need something that's like similar but different so so not everyone's using the same thing um and it has tons of alternate glyphs too so you can like really like make your stuff look fancy and then the last corn club font I will say is, I'm gonna go with a free one. This one's free, uh, Cheating Snake Sands. Um, it's by the designer. Do you know who Cheating Snakes is Mm-mm. by any chance? I, I heard you mention him earlier. He's hella good. Um, he's like not even that big of a designer for some reason, he will be, but his style is super like wonky, like super bootleg, like, it almost looks like kids drawing, like if a little kid was to draw like tattoos, it looks like that, but like really well. He did a font for us and it's just such a fun, like goofy font and it, it works good for music merch, which is what I do. Love it, man. And this stuff is so affordable too. Like, yeah. Well, half the fonts on there are free also. Yeah, tons of free. Like I'm down here with all the free stuff right here too. Yeah. Yeah, if we do a collab with people, Usually we, those are the free fonts that we offer. Someday I want to get that script, man. I've had this script that I've been drawing for all these years and I want to get into a font, but I'm like, ah, something like you, I have all these other shit I need to do. But uh, last question, where can people go to find you online and support you and just check out all your work? It's just at Samborghini with two underscores because someone else had the one without it. Um, and then that's really about it. If you want to cop some Samborghini clothes, I would just Google Samborghini because I saw like different shirts in every place. Like Tilly's has these designs, Zumi's has these. So just depends what design you like. And people can find you Instagram is your playground. Yeah, Instagram. Sorry, that's the at uh, Samborghini with two underscores. I don't really do Twitter. My TikTok is trash. Yeah. Well, I am going to for sure be at least putting the Instagram in here and I'll drop like some Tilly links or something if whatever I find. But I appreciate you doing this today, man. It's really, really good to finally get a chance to connect with you. Hopefully get a chance to like connect at a conference or something in person sooner than later. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I really appreciate your time, dude. This is going to be a dope one to drop. Thank you so much for having me. The questions were great and it was really nice getting to know you a little bit better too. All right. Well, let's stay in touch, homie. Peace. hope you enjoyed this conversation with Sam Bledsoe, aka Sam Bergini. Do what you do best. If you found value in what he had to say today, go blow him up on Instagram right now and share with him your biggest takeaway. I know he would love to hear from you. Again, share this one with your friends, your family, your following. If you found it useful, that would mean a lot to us. And you could find the full episode information containing all links and references in the show notes within your current podcast listening app. And as I sign off today, I want to give a huge shout out to my podcast editor, Anya Brennan, executive assistant Paige Garland, video specialist Colton Bacher, social media coordinator Hannah Schick, and Nick Jenkins of Bluka for all the dope theme music you hear on this show. And as you finish off your week strong, I want to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, and keep creating. You got this.